Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about why uh, or what happens when we continually manifest the quote-unquote wrong things and what our part in that is. Um, it was something posed by a friend of mine. Sometimes I solicit people that I know for uh, podcast ideas, and that was um, one that was uh, given to me by a friend. Um, but before that, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com if you'd like to help, uh, if you'd like to continue to support this. Um, this is another journal episode. I am on A1A on a Saturday morning in Palm Beach County, and it is just cyclist uh, city. And if you are a cyclist, how fast do you think you're going? A. B. Um, just if you'd followed the fucking rules, this wouldn't be so weird. Because right now I'm behind 15 of them, and there are four abreast just filling up the lane. Um, and I think so <clears throat> about perception, the subconscious. My perception of cyclists is that they are all Christian Bale from American Psycho. I'm not even kidding. That's just the way I see it. Uh, to me, it seems like the kind of activity that he would engage in. I'm probably wrong, you know, um, I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, let's understand that the role of the mind is, um, you know, to compare and contrast you are comparing or the mind is comparing and contrasting the past to the present to decide how it is going to respond to the future. Uh, the subconscious mind specifically as our operating system is kind of uh, uh, giving us our experience. Neville Goddard saw the subconscious mind as God, that it is um, our entire experience is within the subconscious. You know, um, my, like for instance, my experience of being behind 15 cyclists is that it's uh, kind of shitty. Um, that it's a very rude thing um, for them to do, especially in this way, and hence the Christian Bale kind of uh, idea of who these people are. So I'm going to go ahead and pass them on a double line right past a police station. Um, so, yeah, that went on entirely too long. <laughs> so... Um, I let, I let that go on too. My my part in that. Well, my part was, was that um, I put up with it. That was that was my fault. <laughs> um, all right. So if we think of reality or our experience as just a field of opportunity, um, and it doesn't. So we talk about manifesting or attracting. I don't necessarily like that language because it implies that I'm drawing <clears throat> these experiences to me. But that's not how experience works. Experience is internal. Um, you know, uh, some people very much have the mindset of this is happening for me and not to me. Some circumstances for myself, I can have that mindset. I can say, you know, this is happening for me. This is an opportunity and I'm fine. And I can just plow through and get a lot out of a, a, what might be considered a negative experience. 
some people can't do that. Now, some uh, experiences, I, I can't get there. I'm like, this is some shit. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You know, it happens. Um, but to imply that I am causing it is once again putting the experience kind of outside of me. Meaning that... Um, Like when someone says, I keep attracting the wrong people, you're not attracting anybody. You're looking for them and, and you're finding them. The subconscious will find what it's programmed to look for. Um, I mean, I've done it so many times. You know, and I don't, and I remember one time a friend of mine said, man, you attract a lot of crazy. And I told him, I was like, dude, I don't attract it. I fucking look for it and I move it in with me, you know? Um, and that's on me. That's not them, you know, because there's other people that might experience them as just, you know, something wonderful, but that just wasn't my experience. And that's not them. That's me, you know? Um, like my experience of the cyclists, that's, that's me. Um, other people are just like, Oh, look at all these 25 Lycra clad bicyclists out here just having the time of their life. Whereas I'm looking at them all as Christian Bale from American psycho. And, uh, uh, but that's now whose responsibility is my experience? Is my experience their responsibility or is it my responsibility? It's my responsibility. This whole game is personal, uh, personal, uh, reliance and self-reliance and personal responsibility. It's, it's all about us. So, you know, if my mantra in life is that it's very difficult, uh, the world's a horrible place and I'm very unlovable then I will look at the world through that lens and find those opportunities to confirm that because that's how the subconscious works. It looks for patterns to be true. Uh, and it does that because patterns are consistent and consistency is safety. And the mind and the body just wants safety because the safety allows it to, thr uh, to survive and to thrive. And so and that's all it wants to do. But you as an awareness in the universe need to learn to tame this. So that's your quote unquote part in it. Your part in it or your responsibility in these uh, uh, negative experiences or these, these uh, bad uh, manifestations or whatever, it's because you've taken your hands off the wheel and allowed the mind to do what it wants to do. The mind is a fantastic servant, but it's a horrible master. I think that saying was about the ego, that the ego is a fantastic servant, but it's a horrible master. And um, so I, I don't know. I always kind of uh, kind of get a little averse when it comes to um, the language of uh, manifesting, attracting, and then also coupled with what's your part in it. You know, it's a bit recovery speak for me. Uh, and though I work in mental health and addiction, I have a lot of issues with the language that gets used around it because I feel like it creates more problems than, than solves any of them. Um, I mean, so your part in it, I guess, is as somebody who has not taken the initiative 
to understand how the mind works and then to spend time training it. Neville Goddard would have said that through persistent conscious effort, you eventually retrain the subconscious to show you a world differently uh, and you can do that through the conscious mind. You know, the thoughts that you experience, that you're aware of, your conscious thoughts, are the result of the subconscious mind. So not only, you know, if you, you know, so if your subconscious through experience as a child is wired to be concerned with threats and adversaries, so you constantly experience conscious thoughts that are about how dangerous the world is and how people are untrustworthy, and then you act as if that is true, well, then you continually prop up or reinforce whatever ideas or perceptions exist within the subconscious that uh, would cause it to continually to to continually look for those things to be true. So knowing that, I'm going to need to engage in what would be called metacognition in order to think about my thoughts and then hopefully act as if they aren't true. Um, and you have to, despite, you know, have to work against urge in spite of what you think your quote-unquote gut might be telling you or what your quote-unquote intuition is telling you. You know, sometimes you just have to do something else if you want a different experience. I mean, if you want to continually experience it that way, then continue to act as if it's true. Your experience is your responsibility. It's, it's not someone else's responsibility. You know, and I think that for a long time, Um, I engaged in spiritual practice, uh, believing that if I did all of these things a certain way, that you would all then treat me better and that the world would act different and, and the world would be kinder to me because God would now be taking care of me, so to speak. And, and that's, it's a way of looking at it, but I think that it could be fraught with a lot of, uh, heartbreak, you know? I mean, to, uh, you know, there was that friend of mine, Katie, that I had met through the podcast that, you know, I had interviewed on an episode where, you know, she had mentioned that after her husband had died and she was praying for, you know, all of this, you know, praying, you know, as he was dying and the prayers weren't being answered. And that then she saw that sign by that church, I guess, every day or whatever that said, God answers the prayers of the righteous. I mean, and you're just breaking your back and bending over backwards to please God and, and not getting anything that you want. You know? And that's, um, it's rough, you know, but to take personal responsibility for the experiences that you're having and to understand that it's happening through the subconscious, that that's your karma. And when we think of karma, we think of what we deserve and we're being punished. It's not that. It's just cause and effect. You keep experiencing a threatening a threatening world because you keep acting as if it's threatening. <clears throat> but if you acted as if it was safe and you started to feel safe, that's literally how this works. Like when you look at attachment theory, you know, you have uh, avoidant, dismissive, preoccupied, anxious, and then you have secure. Well, the way I've worked with my own preoccupied, anxious attachment style is that when I act as if I am secure, then I start to experience security. 
because that's how cognitive behavioral therapy works. That's how the karmic predicament, the karmic wheel, that's how it works. You keep experiencing these things because you keep acting as if it's true. You imagine that it's true. And if you can't imagine it any other way and you can't even behave as if it were any other way, then why would it be that? Well, because you keep putting your experience on somebody else. And we live in that culture where God is outside of us. Uh, our answers are outside of us. The pain is out. It's all out external shit that you'll find happiness through an external life. That you, and, and that your sadness is because of this person and that person. When, you know, if you could take some personal responsibility for your internal experience, then, um, then, uh, then yeah, um, you would have a different experience. So what's happening right now is that, um, dude, okay, here's one of my things. Not only the cyclists are all Christian Bale from American Psycho, but now I'm waiting for this truck to make a three-point turn, right? Um, and so what's hilarious and sick about me is that the guy turned and put his hand out the window to say, Hey, wait a second. And in my mind, it's like, who the fuck do you think you are to tell me what to do? That's how sick I am. I do the same with crossing guards. They're out there trying to save kids. And I just think, who the fuck do you think you are? And same with road work. When they put the stop and the slow down signs, I, I take it personally. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? That's how sick I am. <laughs> I understand it to be sick, so, you know, whatever. It's a step in the right direction. Um, anyway, but that's my experience, right? Like, that guy was just like, hey, I'm just trying to turn this giant fucking truck around, you know, and he's just saying, hey, give me a second, but I'm over here. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know? That's, uh, that's my shit, so... Um, anyway, uh, that's, so this, this idea that, uh, that manifesting has gone wrong and what your part in it is, it's just, you know, you're not attracting the wrong things. Don't look at it that way. It's just that your subconscious looks for certain opportunities for certain things to be true. And it does that not because it hates you, but because it doesn't care whether it's good or bad or safe or dangerous. It just says, well, this is the pattern. Patterns are consistent, consistency, safety. I need to make sure this thing is always true. So you create this weird little echo chamber out of your mind and your experiences. We're going to see, look, I told you, all cyclists are Christian Bale from American Psycho. Anyway. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's my take on that. And that's all of spiritual practice is that we're caught, like what the spiritual path is, is that you were learning a new way to look at things and a new way to consider things, right? Um, you know, like in, within Tibetan Buddhism, the idea of self-compassion, you start to become compassionate towards yourself. You understand yourself a little better. And then you realize that other people are the same as you that they want the same things as you. So you see them the way you see yourself and then you start to take it a little easier on them, you know? And that's how you begin to change your experience of other people, you know? Instead of seeing them as monsters, you just see them as little kids that are just, you know, 
like that comedian I heard one time say that there's no adults, just old babies. You know, everybody just wants to be loved and safe and da 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 da. Doesn't mean that we have to like their behavior. You know, doesn't mean I have to like 25 cyclists on A1A just clogging up the road. <laughs> All right, uh, the infinite spark of bean.com. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, all that shit's there. Books. Hey, don't buy the book off Amazon, please. Just go through the website and buy it from Blurb. Um, I'm not against Amazon. I just don't know where the fuck any of that money is. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell Amazon does. I don't, it's just, it's weird to me. I'd rather not be involved. I like buying things off Amazon. It's very convenient. But don't buy the book off Amazon. All right, um, we've been doing this a long time. Reach out. <clears throat> if you want to talk, we can talk. If you want me to elaborate on something, I can do that. Uh, we can have a conversation. We've been doing this a long time, you and I. We've known each other for a very long time. We're old friends. Um, I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>